Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 8 of the Book of Cats. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria. The Book of Cats by Charles Henry Ross. Chapter 8 of Some Amiable Cats and Cats That Have Been Good Mothers. To lead a cat and dog life means a good deal of scratching and biting. But dogs and cats have been known to get on very amiably before now. There was a cat which had formed a very warm friendship with a large Newfoundland dog. She continually caressed him, advanced in all haste when he came home, with her tail erect, and rubbed her head against him, purring with delight. When he lay before the kitchen fire, she used him as a bed, pulling up and settling his hair with her claws to make it comfortable. As soon as she had arranged it to her liking, she lay down upon him and fell asleep. The dog bore this combing of his locks with patient placidity, turning his head towards her during the operation, and sometimes gently licked her. Pincher and Puss were sworn friends. Puss had a young family with whom Pincher was on visiting terms. The nursery was at the top of the house. One day there was a storm. Puss was upstairs with the babies, and Pincher was in the parlor. Pincher evidently was disturbed by the thunder. Presently, Puss came downstairs mewing, went straight to Pincher, rubbed her cheek against his, and touched him gently with her paw, and then walked to the door, and looking back, mewed as though asking him to go with her. But Pincher himself was sorely afraid, and could render no assistance. Puss grew desperate, and having renewed her application with increased energy, but without success, at last left the room, mewing piteously, while Pincher sat, with a guilty face, evidently knowing his conduct was selfish. A lady, who had watched the scene, went out to look after the cat, when the animal, mewing, led the way to a bedroom on the first floor, from under a wardrobe in which a small voice was heard crying. Puss had brought one of her babies downstairs, and was racked with anxiety respecting its welfare while she fetched the others. It was as clear as possible she wanted Pincher to lend a paw, that is to say, look after this isolated infant while she brought down the rest. The lady took up the kitten in her arms and accompanied Puss upstairs, then moved the little bed from the window, through which the lightning had been flashing so vividly as to alarm Puss for the safety of her family. 
she remained with the cat until the storm had subsided and all was calm on the following morning the lady was much surprised to find puss waiting for her outside her bedroom door and she went with her downstairs to breakfast sat by her side and caressed her in every possible way puss had always been in the habit of going down with the lady of the house but on this occasion she had resisted all her mistress's coaxing to leave the other lady's door and would not go away until she made her appearance she remained till breakfast was over then went upstairs to her family she had never done this before and never did it again she had shown her gratitude for the lady's care of her little ones and her duty was done a gentleman residing in sussex had a cat which showed the greatest attachment for a young blackbird which was given to her by a stable boy for food a day or two after she had been deprived of her kittens she tended it with the greatest care they became inseparable companions and no mother could show a greater fondness for her offspring than she did for the bird this incongruity of attachment in animals will generally be found to arise either from the feelings of natural affection which the mother is possessed of or else from the love of sociability and dislike of being alone which is possessed more or less by every created being a horse and cat were great friends and the latter generally slept in the manger when the horse was about to be fed he always took up the cat gently by the skin of the neck and dropped her into the next stall that she might not be in his way while he was feeding at other times he was pleased to have her near him mr bingley tells of a friend of his who had a cat and dog that were always fighting at last the dog conquered and the cat was driven away but the servant whose sweetheart the dog disturbed poisoned him and his body was carried lifeless into the courtyard the cat from a neighboring roof was observed to watch the motions of several persons who went up to look at him and when all had retired he descended and crept cautiously towards the body then patted it with his paw apparently satisfied that the dog's day was over puss re-entered the house and washed his face before the fire the rev gilbert white in his amusing book tells of a boy who having taken three little young squirrels in their nest or dray put these small creatures under the care of a cat that had lately lost her kittens and found that she nursed and suckled them with the same assiduity and affection as if they were her own offspring this circumstance to some extent corroborates the stories told of deserted children being nurtured by female beasts of prey who had lost their young of the truth of which some authors have seriously vouched many people went to see the little squirrels suckled by the cat and the foster mother became jealous of her charge and fearing for their safety hid them over the ceiling where one died this circumstance proves her affection for the fondlings and that she supposed them to be her young in like fashion hens when they have hatched ducklings are as attached to them as though they were their own chickens the first public exhibition of a happy family in england was once started at coventry about thirty-two years ago and began with cats rats and pigeons in one cage the proprietor of a happy family gave mr henry mayhew some amusing particulars on the subject among other things he said that mr monkey was very fond of the cat probably for warmth he would cuddle her for an hour at a time but if miss pussy would not lie still to suit his comfort 
he would hug her round the neck and try to pull her down. If then she became vexed, he would be afraid to face her, but stealing slyly behind would give her tail end a nip with his teeth. The cat and monkey were the best of friends as long as Miss Pussy would lie still to be cuddled and suit his convenience. The monkey would be Mr. Master in a happy family. For that reason, the proprietor would not allow either of his cats to kitten in the cage, because Mr. Monkey would be sure to want to know all about it, and then it would be open war. For if he went to touch Miss Pussy or her babies, there would be a fight. Now a monkey is always very fond of anything young, such as a kitten, and he and Miss Pussy would want to nurse the children. The monkey liked very much to get hold of a kitten, and he would nurse it in his arms like a baby. The cats and the birds were good friends indeed, and they would perch on her back and even on her head and peck at her fur. A strange cat was introduced into the cage, and the moment she made her entry, she looked round in a scared way and made a dart upon the animal nearest her, namely the owl. The monkey immediately ran behind and bit her tail, and the other cat's hair swelled up, and they seemed on the point of flying at the stranger. The rats fled in terror, and the little birds fluttered on their perches with fear. A priest of Lucerne, I don't know how many hundred years ago, taught a dog, cat, mouse, and sparrow to eat out of the same plate. There is also a somewhat unsatisfactory legend of a maiden lady who induced twenty-two different animals to live together upon friendly terms. Lemery shut up a cat and several mice together in a cage. The mice in time got to be very friendly, and plucked and nibbled at their feline friend. When any of them grew troublesome, she would gently box their ears. A German magazine tells us of an M. Hecart who tamed a wild cat and placed a tame sparrow under its protection. Another cat attacked the sparrow which was, at the most critical moment, rescued by its protector. During the sparrow's subsequent illness, the cat watched over it with great tenderness. The same authority gives an instance of a cat trained like a watchdog to keep guard over a yard containing a hare, and some sparrows, blackbirds, and partridges. Captain Marriott, in his amusing way, relates this antidote. A little black spaniel had five puppies which were considered too many for her to bring up. As, however, the breed was much in request, her mistress was unwilling that any of them should be destroyed, and asked the cook whether she thought it would be possible to bring a portion of them up by hand before the kitchen fire. In reply, the cook observed that the cat had that day littered, and that perhaps two puppies might be substituted. The cat made no objection, took to them kindly, and gradually all the kittens were taken away, and the cat nursed the two puppies only. Now the first curiosity was that the two puppies nursed by the cat were, in a fortnight, as active, forward, and playful as kittens would have been. They had the use of their legs, basked and gambled about, while the other three, nursed by their mother, were whining and rolling about like fat slugs. The cat gave them her tail to play with, and they were always in motion. They soon ate meat, and long before the others they were fit to be removed. This was done, and the cat became very inconsolable. She prowled about the house, and on the second day of tribulation, 
fell in with the little spaniel who was nursing the other puppies. "'Oh,' says Puss, putting up her back, "'it is you who have stolen my children.' "'No,' replied the spaniel with a snarl, "'they are my own flesh and blood.' "'That won't do,' said the cat. "'I'll take my oath, before any justice of the peace, "'that you have my two babies.' Thereupon issue was joined, that is to say, there was a desperate combat, which ended in the defeat of the spaniel, and the cat walking off proudly with one of the puppies, which she took to her own bed. Having deposited this one, she returned, fought again, gained another... Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.